What's up, Packers fans? Aaron Egler here with Cheesehead TV. As always, I'm Beer and Ball with Billy Schmidt. Bill, how are you, buddy? I know you were you're playing hurt last week on uh, some of the assignments that you had. We didn't even record a Beer and Ball somewhat because you were down and I was traveling and things just never quite meshed. So we're back. We have a win to talk about. Thank goodness. How you? We're feeling? back, baby. We are back and uh, luckily feeling a lot better. Uh, man, that stomach bug can bite you and bite you quick and in an <laughs> ugly, ugly fashion. But no, luckily, uh, it's decided and uh, symptoms didn't return on Christmas Day from the noon to three window. That's a win. That is a win, right? Like there. we kind of thought they might. <laughs> yeah, they, they, we, we had, uh, there was some trepidation heading into this game. There's no question about it. I was trying to stay somewhat grounded in the sense that I thought for sure that the Miami Dolphins were going to toss the rock all over the yard. And, of course, the big play to Waddle early in the game, I thought, okay, here we go. Man, the biggest takeaway from this game, and I understand Tua was diagnosed with a concussion afterwards, and that's going to color kind of everything that transpired in the second half. Yeah, I've been saying all week, man, the the Packers made the plays that were there to be made, and that has not Mm -hmm. always been the case this year. So uh, my takeaway is they closed the door when they had to, and, uh, you know, this is on a day where the offense did just enough, but the defense kept handing them opportunities. And that's encouraging, to say the least. Well, in, in Nags, the, the more and more I keep looking at it and, and hearing people react to it, it, it's the part of the game that you anticipated seeing earlier in the year where the defense was going to keep right. you in a game while the offense kind of spiraled and sputtered a little bit. And they play the whole second half without Christian Watson, who obviously from the first half was the entire game plan because uh, (laughs) six, six catches for him and seven combined touches for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in the first half. It it was clear that nine was the focal point and you get the shot that Fox shows of him saying to somebody, no, I'm not playing like, okay, well, this is going to get dicey. Here we go. But to be able to, to take the ball away like Jaron Reed did going into half set you up with the three points that was the biggest one like you mentioned the two picks at the end are going to get clouded because people are going to say well he was concussed in the second quarter Mm -hmm. probably not we've got whatever it ends up being and Mm -hmm. god bless him hope everything works out for him and his family but i mean you're you're at this spot where you got to create your own luck they haven't been able to do that all year long at all Right. And they get four bounces, Nags, in 32 minutes. That was the part (laughs) to me where uh, I'm a big believer in how the ball is bouncing uh, is going to there's there's an avalanche to it. As long Mm -hmm. as you do your part, they started to do their part towards the end of the game, bringing a little bit of more heat, getting two off his spot, rattling him a little bit. It sounds like Jerry Gray rattled some cages there at halftime. I love that. All you needed. I love mm-hmm. that 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 kind of uh, reveal from Rasul that Jerry Gray got after them at halftime. I, you know, that I need a recording of this. Like I, I need to see it because even totally. at you know I, the years now that he's been in Green Bay, obviously some, some of the only real kind of exposure we get to him is during training camp, during those training camp practices. I've never seen him lose his top. I've never seen him lose his cool. I've seen him like yell and get after guys a little bit in the sense of like okay going from drill to drill or what he wants from a certain drill or yes what he mm-hmm. saw in a play from you know some of the 11 on 11 stuff but i've certainly never seen him like cussing guys out and you do see that from time to time in those situations and those types of practices i've never mm-hmm. seen him do that so 
to kind of get that mental image, I'm like, and I love Rasul describing it like they're all kind of looking at each other, like, oh, this is Jeremy's business. Like, we gotta, oh, we gotta yeah, we're in trouble now. Out. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, but you talk about John and you got to be a certain dude to be able to do that in a game and, oh, yeah. and get heard oh, from. Oh yeah, and Jerry in that the only guy, one of the only dudes that's going to be able to do it too. Yeah, and get a response right. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's 100%. real easy in this day and age with a professional athlete, if you're a coach to get up there and rant and rave and cuss guys out for them to say, yeah, that's, that's adorable, you know, because good one, professionals yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to tell me that I, you know, that kind of attitude that the level of disrespect kind of is a little, a little bit, bit different too. Yep, a little bit, 100%. a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'd tell you, like you say, OG, as they call him, Jerry starts, just love starts it. getting after it. Like guys pay attention. And I think I, he picked the exact right moment to do it too. Like I think oh, he, thousand percent. he knew, I got one shot where this is going to be as effective as possible. And halftime in Miami was the moment. There was one time when I was a, a ball kid for the Bucks, where John Hammond came in and just lit everybody up at halftime. We, we have this little <laughs> circular tub with six Gatorades and six waters, and he throws it against the, the backboard of the oh, yeah. dry erase board in the locker room and yells. And everyone's looking around like, dude, we're making... 900 times what this guy is making uh we're, we're all gonna be okay let's just go out there and play the second half and be fine with it <laughs> i, I <laughs> a mean different when it's when it's that's Jerry what Gray i mean coming on in, and that's you're in a I mean. must win situation 100 percent. yes and it pumps it up a little bit but i'm glad you highlighted uh Jerron reed because i thought he had his best game as a packer um, not just because of that amazing play which did as you say swing the entire thing i thought the entire game's kind of swung on that play mm-hmm. uh but even outside of that moment, he was down in and down out at his best. And it is going to be interesting to watch his pairing now going forward with not only Kenny Clark, obviously, as ha- we have seen, but now Devontae Wyatt probably going to yeah, be seeing a lot more playing time because of Dean Lowry being placed on injured reserve. I am fascinated to see how that rotation kind of pans out along with TJ Slayton. You know, the Vikings are going to want to run the ball on Sunday. They're going to want to get mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook loose. And the Packers, especially early in that game, certainly were having their issues trying to stop the run. And, you know, you're petrified about Justin Jefferson. You, you got Thielen still can hurt you. And they're still going to be playing probably the predominantly kind of shell covers that they like. They're cover three, cover two, et cetera. And that's going to give Dalvin Cook some opportunities. This is, this is going to be a big moment for Reed to kind of build on what he did in this game. Because like I said, especially as the game went on, especially in the second half, I thought he really came to life in a way we haven't seen yet this season. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And he was their most dominant player at that spot. And that's saying something right. because of what 97 right. uh, is is doing. Yep. TJ Slayton got a bunch of work and I thought he played I thought he played well enough to to get more work going going forward. Agreed. But Wyatt is the one that at least when he's had his opportunities has taken advantage of him. So now you kind of got to dust that thing off and see if you can get a little bit of magic into it, at least into some pass rush positions, right? Because that first two yeah. steps is lethal. I mean, it, the right. ability to be able to duck, duck underneath. I know he's going up against 82. That's a tight end, a backup tight end at that. But that you don't see 295, 300 pound dudes moving the way he does. Like just a couple more snaps a game. And I think you're going to see an improvement there. But to to go off the point of what they're going to try to do on Sunday, they're going to have to try to get Dalvin Cook going. They're, they're going to want to because, again, we I know there's a lot of love out there for, for number eight right now. And, and right. a lot of people in a lot of prominent positions are beating some drums. And, and t- look at the numbers. They're pretty 
more they're yardage good. than they're good. Than what you can't, they're you good. can't deny it. You can't deny it. They're good. No, the numbers they're are not good. MVP no numbers. He's the, playing the well. I don't think I know in well. Packer land. We're, we're like Anthema to give any kind of praise. Uh, sure. That, that way across the border, but especially to that quarterback, but Hey, Kirk's playing well. He's playing well. Point blank. You can't deny it. No. And, but the weird thing is Nags, I would go back and watch what he did last year. And I thought he was, at times playing even better at, at points last year. So like there, there's just weird, there's, there's a weird feeling about it, but everybody's in on the train right now. They're winning games. You should be um, the way that they're going to win in a cold weather game. And it will be, you know, quote unquote, cold 30 something. Yeah. It's like hanging around 30, right? That's not real. They're going to want to give Dalvin cook the freaking football because as yeah. much as Justin Jefferson burned you all through week one, and you're still chasing 18 now, yeah. Uh, remember when 33 scored four touchdowns and I most certainly do here? that and was a 50 awful. yard screen pass. That's, that was essentially I, I a tell you what, breaker. There have been some like really disgusting, like hurt my soul victories by the Minnesota Vikings in Lambeau field. Oh yeah. That pandemic oh, yeah. year game where basically the Packers got two possessions in the first half and then couldn't do anything in the second half. And they just ran all over the Packers defense all day long and took the ball out of Kirk cousins hands. That is mm-hmm. one of the worst. That is one of the worst. That one, I'll never. That was such a weird game. The wind was so crazy, but yeah, that's one of the weirdest, like most hurtful Vikings victories totally. in my lifetime. I hated that. I game. couldn't I agree with you more because it, it, they couldn't it, do anything to stop nothing. Alvin Cook. It's right up there, Nags, with me sitting as my first playoff game with my dad, freezing my tail off, watching Randy Moss fake moon the crowd in 2003, oh, knowing they're man. just spitting in your mouth. So, like, this is, a, yeah. this is a weird a weird situation where the Vikings uh, uh, obviously have still extremely a lot to play for. And, and right. I think they have at least something to try to prove to themselves. Again, they haven't run the ball exceptionally well for a full four quarters in a while. Nope. So I think that's nope. also going to be something they try to do as a little point of emphasis. So you're going to have to prove that you can slow down Dalvin cook. If you want to win this football game, not as you're going to have to be able to get off the field on third down. I think that's where Justin Jefferson hurts you, but it's yeah. going to start with Dalvin cook. In my opinion, I mean, flipping it around the Packers got to show that they can run the ball. You know, they, they do every once in a while, break off some nice run, right? but they never stick to it in a material sense. They never make it kind of their identity. And I understand that's not going to happen when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. I get why they're a pass first team, pass led team, et cetera. But to your point, if you want to do, if hell, if you want to get there, but even if you do miraculously win these next two games and everything falls into place outside of the building and the Packers are in the playoffs, you're going to be on the road. What travels in the playoffs? a running game, and a defense. And I don't know about this defense. I mean, who knows who they're going to be playing and what the approach will be. But I tell you what, a running game is universal. A running game makes everything work. And if the Mm -hmm. Packers can get it going heading into the postseason, let alone this game, you know, that's a way of working that can help them going forward. And I understand that Aaron Jones is dealing with whatever he's dealing with with that ankle and they still have A.J. Dillon. Patrick Taylor came to life in this game. Number of really nice snaps for that kid. Uh, I'm just saying, man, this is a team. You're talking about, oh, Kirk Cousins' dome team. Got to come out in the cold, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked too good in the cold. Last couple of real cold for games sure. he's had to play. You know what would help well, him a it, lot? A really effective running game. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And, and do you agree with me on this? Like the, the Packers do have to muddy games up to then be able to let the it, take advantage throw by Rogers go right. right. Like their, yeah. their best path to victory while, you know, whatever their DVOA and all those numbers want to be over hey, the last number, number 10 and weighted DVOA for the week. Number 10 in the league. That's right. That's a, that's yeah. A pretty 100%. damn nice jump for the old green gold there. Yeah, uh, 23 on the math portion of my ACT, so I, I can't do that <laughs> equation. But what I can true. tell you is it's a good number. So, like, they're, they're finding ways to win, but I think more importantly, Nags, they're doing it uh, to, to what you said. They're going to they're gonna have to slow the game down a little bit to be able to win this game. They, they slowed the second half down and slowed it to a halt. I'm glad you brought that up. kind of pressure. I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Like, it seems so obvious sitting on the outside looking in right and you look at the game flow and what how they're operating like their mo on offense at the start of the game to your point when they're trying to really kind of feature christian watson and they're trying to get the passing game going blah 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 and aaron's patting the ball i mean the second play from scrimmage is all you need to look at in the first half where you have the opening kickoff Inside the 10-yard line, you have never been more set up for success. You run it once. The next play, Aaron takes one of the worst sacks he's taken all year, and Mm -hmm. then Dobbs drops it on third down. And then you're kicking a field goal. Like, that is like a microcosm of this team on offense. And But then you fast forward to the second half, and all of a sudden, they're in a position where, okay, if we just operate the offense, we'll probably move the ball and score. And lo and behold... Aaron starts taking what's given. They run the ball a little bit more. Aaron's throwing in rhythm, and they move the ball, and they score. And I don't know if it was because Christian Watson went out, you know, and maybe that, like, forced them into that kind of way of operating. But it's so, like, you can see it. You can feel it. That when Aaron starts playing in rhythm and just operates the offense, they're really effective. I just don't know what is going on. I well, yeah, I think there's some. When of you that. get a new toy, it's you want to play with it. It's Christmas morning, Aaron. Come on now. And that's not, and that's not just some Rogers. of it. I think that's that's Matt as well. You know, it's like, Amen. We've got this there really is somebody calling player. the players Hey, mm-hmm. I got to admit, I I I've fallen prey to that online with Madden. I I'm throwing it to Watson like every other play, but I'm playing oh, yeah. online in Madden. Like that's different. I love that Joe Davis called it out at one point during the broadcast. He's like, this is like right. Madden. Everyone's going for it on fourth, throwing deep on fourth down, saying, screw it. Let's have some yeah, fun. How there's we roll now there's a ton Bay. to it. And I think a lot of it comes to the way that they've played from ahead in a majority of their last number of, of years, right? Like under LaFleur, right. they've yep. been exceptional when playing from ahead. And once yep. they got the, the read strip, uh, strip, whatever, 
get the mm-hmm. score. They felt like they were going to go be able to double up, which was the whole premise again. Which they, they did be able to double up. They were able to double they up, did. and I think well once done, they boy. got that in their mind, Nags, right. they said, right. "Oh, we can we can play our style now. We can we can mm-hmm. do what we want to do." Totally and then agree. they allowed themselves to get into that flow of the game. But they've been they've been real tweaky is kind of the wrong way to put it. But right, like you're just a little antsy. But I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and especially through the five game losing streak, they were really antsy and worried that the game was getting away from them when it's a one score game. Settle oh, down, calm so many down, times. play your game, and you're going to be able to take advantage of it. It was it's interesting a long because a week. I, you know, it, it was interesting during. I think was it during the game, or it may have been on Packers Daily on Monday, but somebody in on the YouTube comments might have been in the live chat during the game asked is it it was like i'm kind of paraphrasing here obviously but it was the question was along the lines of is it just me or is rogers way more like patting the ball panicky not hitting not going through his reads whatever than he has been in the past and i'm like i don't know if that's how i'd describe it but i get that idea of you're looking at rogers in a way especially in the again in the first half of that game mm-hmm. and you're thinking what's he waiting for what's he so kind of jittery about and then you get to the second half and he's rising and firing he's playing in rhythm and i don't know like I, i'm not gonna sit here and say oh aaron's not going through the reads he's you know with 18 18 right. year veteran four-time mvp he knows what the he's doing when it comes to reading the defense and making his progressions and blah, blah, blah. I would never presume to say like, Oh, he's not going through his reads, but I certainly see a lot more happy feet and a lot more patent in the football and a lot more indecision early in these games than we have in years past. And I don't know if that's still dealing with not having Devante there. I don't know if it's not trusting what he sees because things have gotten so tight because they have, they got to make the most of every one of these games or else their season's over. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it is apparent. And I just, I'm fascinated by the dichotomy of when he lets it rip, when he hits the top of his drop, trusts what he sees and just reads, makes his progression reads and just lets it rip. They look phenomenal. They look like unstoppable. It kind of goes back to that first kind of three series against Tampa back in week three. Mm-hmm. That's about the most efficient they've been all year. But then the Aaron Jones fumble happens and then, Everything kind of falls apart. You start seeing him second guess himself and we're where we are now. So it's just, it's so interesting to me just because of the fact that I can see it. I have no Mm -hmm. idea how to quantify it. I have no idea how to like truly analyze it, but I definitely know it's there. Well, and, and there's, there's part of me that also believes that there's, there's the second guessing maybe of that of himself, but I also think there's, there's some stability that comes from the play calls of just, no, just being confident in the rhythm right. that's going to come, right? Being able to somewhat the the joke of finishing each other's sentences, right? Like kind of knowing what's going to be called by Lafleur, and when they're leading, it feels like they are on the same page of exactly what's going to be coming up next. They're totally kind of reading point. each other's minds two or three plays yeah. down the line. A little bit of a chess game, but I mean, when you're playing chess and then you get backed up, you get put in check one time. You're sitting there like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> clock is ticking a little bit quicker uh-huh, like a little bit, getting, little bit. getting the buzzer a little bit quicker right like so you just you so just true. get a little antsy and i think that's part of it I, case in point the the fourth and two throw and godspeed yep. i know you were i know you were losing your mind on that fourth and two play 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I said, like I said the next day, like we all cheer when it works, and I cheer. I'm one of I cheer, and and I'll tell you this: cheerleader in the world, but. I think it. Maybe. I think it works in the second half because of the way that you're talking about the in rhythm play in the style right. that they were moving at with the efficiency yep. and the flow. But when you're grasping at straws in the first half, you could almost feel like that thing was going to go five yards over the top, and it did. And, and it that's was, where this so the settled down nature allows you to hit some of those big plays when you're understanding and kind of feeling that yep. rhythm. Just play in rhythm, and it, it. I look, man. Look, Aaron Rodgers has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So it's not like I'm sitting here tell, saying anything he's not aware of. Oh but no, it no. is fascinating just to see it play out, and just to see it so laid bare, kind of black and white, like A B, like Act One and Act Two in that game on Sunday. It was like blazingly obvious to me. Um, I did want to touch on uh, the work up front by the offensive line because. You know, you're already you're already talking. Zach Tom is in there, still a rookie, playing well, Mm -hmm. playing, playing, playing good football, no doubt. Uh, I love seeing Runyon get on the get on the move. You know, they pulled Myers a couple times, Uh, but then you know, hey, shout out to Royce Newman, man. We talked a lot about his shortcomings here on Beer and Ball earlier this year for good reason. It was hard to watch Mm -hmm. at times, but man, he played a really good game. I was I was shocked. It's the only word I can say because I thought for sure we were in for like Jason Spriggs two electric boogaloo when he had to come in at right tackle and <laughs> sure he 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 proved me dead wrong because they didn't really materially have to change much when it comes to well like the crazy thing on is offense. he first comes in and I think they put Wilkins on him like two of the first three snaps right and I right. Said, wow that's gonna be a tough here matchup, we go right? <laughs> exactly. that's gonna be a tough matchup here and they moved go. they kept moving they kept moving ninety four around uh, I don't know exactly right. if I would have done the same thing but. Uh, to the point, dude, he had whatever, a, a false start, uh, maybe a, a yeah. hold. It's going to happen. And he gave, guy up, hasn't played and he gave like, up a pressure. Uh, pressure. He hasn't played in, what, nine weeks? Yeah, um, it was the Jets game. And he's and going like up dark. against, yeah, and he's going up against some legit players when you're talking about Christian Wilkins and, and Phillips over there uh, in 15. They, he's speed that is pretty intense. I, I thought he played what you needed a backup guy to play like. and. Yeah. I saw more and more throughout the week of uh, if Bakhtiari goes, how does the movement, you know, shake? Out? I am fascinated to see. I mean, obviously, a large I'd part love of it to know comes down to you know how Yash is. Like, if he's if Yash is yeah, good to go, Yash can play. I mean, I, that's not a question. Mm-hmm. I think you put Zach back on the bench, etc. But if Yash can't go, I think. I mean, I would suspect. I would guess that they move Zach Tom over to right tackle. I mean, that would be. I think to me, I that's the think obvious so too. Points, right? Yeah, I think so, too. And that would be now just continue to chalk up all the positions that this kid has played <laughs> in mean, his first year. That's what he does. And man. He he's comes in there and saves your bacon. It's, it's and and even if he is, though, and, and the reason why maybe I'm just a little bit hesitant that he is going to go, because even if Dave is practicing, we're, mm-hmm. we're all thinking off the appendectomy. We also do have to think of how much he's going to practice off the knee, too. So, like, 100%. there's going to be. It's going to be a lot of reps for him over at left, and maybe I'm going to flip over at right. Maybe I'll still play there and, at game time. And God knows how many times this year have we gone through a week where it looks like Dave's going to play, and then, hell, we had a, a day where, like, Zach Tom found out he was playing left tackle the morning of the game. So mm-hmm. there's a number of ways that this could go. I mean, they could think they have Dave back for the whole week and then not have him. You know, that's entirely exactly. possible. So, yeah. So that's know, why man. I'm not I'm not positive that that – 
Zach goes over because I, I do I agree yep. with you. No, I think I it's you. the it's you. the obvious one, but man, he has played himself into a, a pretty good spot going into next I mean, year. He's gonna have a, he's know. gonna have a good chance oh, to be God, a starter yeah. at one of the spots next year. He can kind of pick which one. All I know is, thank goodness, you know, there's not an opponent coming in with two really good edge rushers. I mean, it, you know, it's just a just a couple of dudes who uh, <laughs> like to wreck things on the outside, and Daniel and Hunter one that and absolutely Darius hates Smith. you, and Zadarius. You know, you know, Zadarius oh, is dying for that moment when he gets a sack on Rogers and gets to pull up and reveal whatever he's going to reveal under his shirt. That that's a moment he is absolutely praying for. My so guess I is need, he's he wrote miss me with a question mark on his shirt, and that's what he's gonna Ooh, pull that's on good. up. That's a good idea. We should do like over-unders or bets on what, what his shirt might say. That's good. Right, because he doesn't have a captaincy. So maybe that's mm. like, oh captain, my captain. Yeah. A little something like that. <laughs> that's so good. He's gonna find Sorry, some he's gonna find some kind of good troll. He might he might wear the hat and t shirt. Oh, he is gonna troll the hell they out of They are Packers gonna be feeling themselves that walking in. There is no question about it. Always feeling ourselves here on Beer and Ball. Uh, you're going to be back at the stadium, right? You're going to be there on Dang right. Yep. Yes, yes right. sir. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you check Billy out. 97.3 The Game. He and Drew locking it down on Packers OT after every single Packers contest. Billy, can't thank you enough for the time, man. I'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, brother. We'll talk next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year, brother.